This episode of the Girl in Progress podcast is brought to you by my very own online course, Procrastinator to Action Taker, which is now open for enrollment. If you have really big goals you want to smash in 2021, but just can't seem to get started or stay on track, this is a course for you. You'll learn a science-based five-step method to stop putting things off and start getting shit done today. The strategies you'll learn will help you gain back the 55 days you might be losing to procrastination every year. Plus, you'll get plenty of accountability and support along the way to help you stay on track with your goals. For a limited time only, I'm offering $99 off the course with a discount code ACTIONTAKER. Just head to a girlinprogress.com slash ACTIONTAKER or visit the link in the show notes to learn more and grab your spot. Welcome to A Girl in Progress, the self-development podcast for millennial women working on themselves for themselves. We believe it's possible to strive to become the best version of yourself, while also accepting yourself exactly as you are. Whether it's giving you a glimpse into the daily routines of inspiring women, or sharing the stories of those who started before they felt ready, this podcast is all about encouraging you to take imperfect action towards your goals and find productivity and success on your own terms. As for me, I'm your host, Emma Norris. I'm a journalist, author, cheese enthusiast, imperfect action coach, and the founder of agirlinprogress.com. Let's get into the episode. Casey Mason is the founder of The Real Her Project, an inspiring platform where she helps women move from employee to entrepreneur and find fulfillment in their careers. She's also a life coach, a mindset mentor, and co-founder of the social media business, Insider Media. In our chat, Casey and I spoke about how she dealt with failing her biomedical degree at uni and how it led to her starting her own business, how she's overcome perfectionism and people-pleasing, how she structures her day for ultimate efficiency, and so much more. Casey has such a kind and gentle presence, and I really hope you enjoyed this chat with her just as much as I did. Hey, Casey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm such a big fan of yours. So this is very exciting for me. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of yours. And like I was saying to you earlier, I've been following you for a while and all the amazing things you've been doing. So it's been so great to actually chat to you face to face. Um, Mm -hmm. But you are a life coach. You're a social media expert. You're the founder of The Real Her Project. But I know you actually um, studied geological sciences at uni. So I'm super curious about, you know, in your own words, um, how you sort of got from there to what you're doing now. Yeah, it's it's like, I guess the story is the whole reason why I started The Real Her Project. Obviously, um, in high school, I kind of you know, did what everyone um, wanted me to do. I kind of thought I had to do the smart subjects and be the smart girl. And I was telling you before that um, I didn't necessarily follow the things that felt aligned to me. Like I had like this creative side in me. I like to read and write, did really well in those kind of areas. But I chose to kind of people please and, um, you know, do the smart things. And I ended up doing a lot of science in high school um, and I went into uni um, with a degree in biomedical science. Wow. Um, But I failed my first year. So that was like life crushing. Like I thought like I don't even think I was 18 at the time and I was just life has ended. I've failed uni. What am I going to do? This is so embarrassing. Um, And I ended up changing it to geology just because I was interested in nature and the earth and everything like that. Um, And I went on and I did fine in it, but it really, when I graduated, I was just like, 
I'm staring into the next like 30, 40 years of business and my, of my career and my future. And, and it's just terrifying. Like I'm not passionate about this. Um, and I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So it was not only guilt of like the fact that I just spent, you know, four years at uni and $30,000, um, in, you know, course fees, but it was also looking forward being like, my future doesn't excite me. Um, so it was quite a terrifying place to be in. And so at the time I, with my partner, we went and moved overseas and lived in Canada, um, in a ski resort for like two years, which was quite cool. And it was really the first time in my life where I got the chance to do a bit of research outside of like uni and school. I really got the opportunity to kind of go on YouTube and find these people who were making money online and starting their own business and kind of that entrepreneur space. It wasn't really spoken about, you know, as much five four or five years ago, it was still quite like an, I guess an underground thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, you know, and I was kind of living overseas. So at the time I thought, you know, that laptop lifestyle where I can, you know, get my, my laptop and travel anywhere in the world and kind of make money from anywhere in the world was really exciting for me. And um, that's kind of what ignited that passion. But obviously there was such a disconnect and I was learning from a lot of males online. It was such a male dominated um, space, especially Gary V was just kind of on the rise at that time. Um, a lot of my mentors online were just men. And I really like, there's a different approach to, to women in business and how they kind of become successful. So for me, I was like, all right, how can I bridge this gap? Um, I want to be successful in business and I'd love to learn how other women do it. Um, so that's where the real her project was born. It was literally just, um, it started off as like short documentaries and really it was just about learning for me. Um, and from there, obviously, as the years have gone on, it's become like a, a personal development and business development journey for me. And I've just kind of shared that as I've gone along and in turn built a community, I guess, as well. And learned a lot about social media um, on the way. And so kind of <laughs> to wrap this, this big, long-winded story <laughs> up, um, my partner is a videographer. And so we kind of teamed up together with another business partner as well and started a social media and content creation business as well. So I kind of get to help um, females kind of, you know, go through that business journey a lot quicker than what I did. Um, and then I also have this other business on the side where, you know, we're helping um, small businesses actually make change and, and build and grow an audience on their social media as well. So there's lots going on and I'm so happy that I didn't just, you know, I didn't just cave at the end of my degree and just go, oh, well, this is my life. Now I'm just going to suck it up and off I go, you know, um, I, I really kind of stood firm and wanted more for myself and wanted more for my future. And yeah, it's taken a long time, but it's, it's so much more rewarding to be here now, I guess. Yeah. Did you deal with any criticism in those early days where you did sort of diverge from the path, you know, that you could have after uni and gone into, I guess, what geological scientists do? Like, did you have to deal with any criticism there? And how did you manage that? and stay on, you know, on your own path and what felt true to you? I didn't um, necessarily deal with anyone like criticising me. It was how I felt on the inside. Um, obviously, I went to quite a good school and it was like pretty much like, you know, you, you finish school and you go to uni and you kind of start that 
um, corporate life or that kind of very traditional path. And so a lot of it was um, a lot of resistance within myself, like what am I doing? I'm, I'm really going against the grain here. And I, I felt like people were judging me um, when I first started. I'm sure they weren't. Um, we already spoke about this previously. But, you know, when you think people are judging you, they're really not. They're, they're too engrossed in their own lives. But for me, when I, yeah, I first kind of decided that I was going to put myself out there, there was so much um, fear and, and I guess the, the fact of being vulnerable um, and putting yourself out there was something that really scared me and something I'd never really done before as well. But I think, I think when it's something you care so much about, you kind of, you find a way and you kind of get to a point where it's just like, like if you're, if you're my friend or if you support me, you're going to support me no matter what, because it's something that I love, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the people who support you, they don't, they don't care what you're doing for work. They just love you for you and they're going to be there for you no matter what. Um, I want to ask you, how did you fight through that fear? How did you fight through that inner critic in your mind? Mm-hmm. Like how, how did you just get started, I suppose? I'm also curious to know, this is kind of two separate questions, but how you <laughs> even, uh, I guess, started making videos. Like did you kind of have to just like, fumble your way through and figure out, figure it out um, as you went? Yeah, I think for me, um, the biggest thing that helped, I think this probably relates to both of the things that you asked me, like how I got started and then how did I figure out videos was like, I kind of just made a decision that there was going to be no other way. Like I did, um, when we came home from Canada, I went and worked in the corporate world in Sydney, which is quite full on yeah, um, I can imagine. <laughs> for a little while. And especially after like leaving remote Canada and then just like jumping into one of Australia's biggest cities, it was quite overwhelming. Um, and I, I gave it a go and I feel like I just burnt all my bridges. I was like, this isn't for me either. Um, there is no other choice here. Like this has to kind of work. And it wasn't like putting pressure on myself, but it was just like every time I felt like that, oh, I don't want to do this or this all feels a little bit too hard or I'm too scared. It's like, yeah, okay. But like, do you remember how it felt to get up, you know, that Monday morning and have that like anxiety, that dread, that stress of like working in a job that you don't like or that, that fear, yeah, you feel fearful now, but like, what's that fear of looking into your future in in an area that, you know, working in an area that you don't love? Like, I guess it was kind of giving myself a little bit of a, like a tough, um, tough talk because it was like, what are the other options here? Like you should definitely, if you're going to feel fearful about something, do it, you know, with something that you love. And so that's really like how I kind of found the courage to take the next step. And I think also, easing myself in by like interviewing people and kind of just like and just kind of just being the learner to start and and not necessarily like jumping out there being like I have all the answers I kind of took it as a as a way to kind of take people on my journey Um, and they've all kind of seen me grow and I'm not really like that afraid to be awkward or be weird or um, you know kind of mess up Um, I've kind of just made that a part of the brand. I guess it's called the Real Her Project. So I have to be, I have to kind of step up like that. Yeah, like there's no other choice. And so once I kind of just owned it and and rolled with it, it's kind of just um, become a journey in itself. And video was the same. Like 
it was like I still like get nervous from time to time when that red like red light comes on and it's recording you know you get the sweaty palms still but um I tell everyone it's just a matter of continuously just like doing it and messing up and trying again and learning and growing and um you get there over time and I think probably if people are listening right now I'm not I'm not the loudest person in the room I'm quite I'm a quiet person and, and introverted and I don't have um, I wouldn't say that I was born with camera skills or, you know, being able to um, perform in front of the camera or anything. I've just kind of owned who I am and been okay with it and also been okay with the fact that there's no other option case. You've got to do this um, because, like, you want, you want to make what you love work. And I think that's really what's kind of helped me push through that fear um, and just accepting that it's there too, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, because it's, it's for a greater, greater purpose and a greater vision. Yeah. I say that all the time, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I think yeah. it's so true what you're saying. Like I relate so much to being, I guess, a bit introverted, um, a little bit awkward sometimes. And you just have to own that. Like that's the beauty yeah. of having your own thing. If, when you are your yeah. brand, you just have to authentically step into that because what's the other option people can see right through it when you're trying to be someone you're not and people appreciate it so much more and I think that's the beauty of social media now that like there is (laughs) such a focus on originality and being being yourself so I love that and when you started Real Her did you have any idea where it was going to go did you have a vision for you know or a five-year plan or did has it evolved in a way that you um, didn't expect Yeah, I think when I first started, um, I was really interested in helping girls in that kind of high school space because I feel like for me that was really where um, I had a lot of struggles. Obviously, like I just went into uni, um, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily an area that, number one, I was good at or that I enjoyed. Um, So I felt like that was a really um, important space to be in. But as I kind of grew through it and worked through it and developed myself Um, and I kind of found these skills in social media and I really enjoyed that and then I kind of studied as a life coach as well I kind of found a nice niche between um, the life coaching itself and a lot of the mindset tools and then the business strategy as well I found like that was a really nice little niche for me so um, currently I you know really like helping you know, women that work full-time kind of in that corporate role transition into an entrepreneur because so much of that is mindset um, and only like 20% of it is actually like the business work. Um, And then I, yeah, I feel like eventually I'd love to, you know, go back towards the high school market. But I think when you are just your business and you kind of have that service-based business you've got to be very very clear and when you've got other things on the go as well um, you've got to be really clear and and definite about who exactly you want to serve in the best way and who you can show up for in the best way as well Um, and that's why I really felt like that niche for me is my story and it's my journey and I can talk about it until the cows come home so that's kind of how it's developed for me over time. Yeah, and I feel that we do sort of end up serving people or talking to people or envisioning people who are kind of like us or uh, have been where we are um, and, you know, 
you sometimes you find that people that are sort of outside of maybe what you imagine, like really connect with your work. But I think you definitely yeah. do. Like you said, you have to have a clear vision in mind on who you're actually speaking to and serving. Um, so I think that's awesome that you're, you're so clear on that. And how do you go about balancing, you know, the social media side of what you do, working with clients, more agency side yeah. with, I guess, yeah. your own thing with real her, like how does that mm-hmm. sort of look like in terms of, splitting and balancing your time yeah so it actually like all came ahead for me like a couple months ago so it's really interesting that you asked me this as well obviously they're both service-based businesses um so they both require um, an exchange of my time um and it gets quite full on from time to time but for me um i'm a massive fan of time blocking we had a discussion about this on my podcast just before um really being clear about what you want to accomplish for the day and kind of not getting um caught up in the busy work and the work that doesn't move the needle forward so currently i do full time like probably about eight o'clock in the morning till about three o'clock in the afternoon on my social media business and then the afternoons are for the real hurt project so it kind of helps me balance the two and give them both enough energy. Um, and then obviously in the future, I'm building out a course for the Real Her Project. So it doesn't have to be so, I guess, one-on-one um, intensive because then there's only so much time I can give and I want to help exactly. as many people <laughs> there's only so many hours of the day and there's yeah. only so much of you can give so I think that's a yeah. really awesome way to to scale your message and we spoke uh, a lot on your podcast about self-development and it's something that we're both extremely passionate about I'm curious as to and you kind of touched on this with uh, YouTube and the YouTubers that you watch but mm-hmm. what was your in, like introduction to self development was there a book that you read or you know even to business that really changed everything for you or podcast you listen to yeah it's interesting actually because I'd probably say my partner um he is the person that kind of introduced it all to me he is way more um he's probably more like the creative side and like he likes to look into things and um explore things and look up things and so I I'm more of like a logical just like give me all the information you know meditating and um journaling and all of this stuff i'm like what are you going on about like this is weird like this is too spiritual for me um that's not the kind of person that i am and then obviously yeah when we went overseas i kind of got exposed a little bit more to youtube and realized that you can kind of have the balance of like um a spiritual kind of more personal journey but then also apply it to real life as well, which is something that I like to kind of blend. Um, Obviously books like The Secret like changed so much of my life. I was quite a negative thinker um, in my late teens, early 20s, Um, pretty much a victim to the world, thought that things just happened to me, everything was negative. Um, And when I started to kind of change the way that I looked at the world, the way that I looked at myself um, and kind of started to practice some of those techniques not as like like not step by step the way they do in the secret but more just kind of you know raising my vibration and really practicing gratitude and and trying to find the good in life that's really when I saw a massive shift in myself um and I feel like that was a big game changer for me yeah and do you have any practices in terms of that that you do every day now whether it's in terms of mindfulness or 
manifesting or you know anything else self-care yeah yeah I have quite a lot actually Uh, I definitely like my go-to every morning is journaling and like the first thing I'll do every morning is say what I'm grateful for like that's such a big thing for me um a lot of affirmation work um kind of just you know rewiring that brain and and you know letting yourself know that you are capable of doing things that perhaps you've told yourself for like 20 years you couldn't do like really learning to rewire those thought patterns um and and do that on a continuous and repetitive basis um and meditation isn't in and out for me like i'm not just going to be like i meditate every day it's very hard to do every day probably about 80 percent of the the time um, i always put at least 10 minutes into meditation and i really do think that that's um helped separate my thoughts when i'm so busy and so stressed and I've got so much going on. It's really cool to be able to be like, Casey, you're getting emotional here or, you know, maybe you're just a little bit tired and just being able to call yourself out on things I feel like is a really um, great tool to have in, in business and in life in general. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with meditation, people do think that you need to do like half an hour to an hour every yeah. day. And like, I'm the same as you. I do 10 minutes, like max. Yeah. And I find it yeah. still makes a huge impact because it just makes you one it's a great way to start your day especially if you're doing it before checking your phone like it just feels far more intentional and it just makes you more aware of um what's going on in your brain and what's going on in your body and it's like a great way to yeah so it doesn't have to be so all or nothing no definitely not and that's the biggest thing like i think so much and once again this is something that we've spoken about together but i just feel like there is so much pressure to like you know, in order to grow as a human and to learn and to kind of, you know, be great at personal development, you've got to have all these, you know, things in your day when really it's just about what do you need to perform optimally and what feels good to you. If you don't want to journal, if that doesn't relate to you, then don't do it. Like if you want to meditate for five minutes a day and that makes you feel amazing, like then that's what you need to be focusing on rather than, you know, trying to get it all done it's what works best for you and and what you need at the time yeah it's the same as exercise like if it feels like a chore then you're probably not doing the right type of exercise for you like it's meant to make you feel good and it's meant to be something that you can stick to long term so if it feels bad then you know what's the point um yeah and is there anything that you do in terms of, I guess, setting boundaries in your life, like in terms of like, are you someone who will like turn your phone off at a certain time every night or only check your emails at like a certain time? Um, for me, I am probably, it's, it's more boundaries when I wake up first thing in the morning. I really feel like I want to like dedicate, even if it's just like half an hour to getting myself in the best state, um, I feel like then the whole day, just works out so much better and I just am in a better space things you know I can work quicker um I'm you know communicate better so I like to definitely leave some space in the morning to do the journaling to do the affirmations to meditate to really you know just take the time before you just like get into the rat race of life um I'm pretty I I try and kind of put my phone to the side as much as I can it's hard when you like kind of work in that social media space to um, kind of be separate from the phone, but when I'm not working on it, it's on do not disturb and put to the side. Um, however, I do like work in a team with my social media business as well. So like making sure that you are communicating with each other and being like, Hey, I'm having a break. Like I'm going, I'm, I'm just going to go for a walk for an hour or 
at eight o'clock my phone turns off so I'm sorry if I don't speak like if I don't reply to your text straight away or whatever it is just like being I guess like boundaries are important but then also communicating them with the people that you surround yourself with um, are just as important as well but yeah I'm just I kind of for me the biggest thing is just making sure that I'm set up for the day and that I'm not like doing work that's not moving the needle forward because it time is so precious and you know you can spend a year like just doing busy work and random work that doesn't actually change anything and I did do that early days with the real her project when I was figuring it out I'd just do the most random stuff and I'd like it to be a month later and it's like what like what have I achieved like have I hit those goals um so because time is so precious to me it's about making sure that I use it super wisely if that makes yeah, sense yeah absolutely and I mean <laughs> perfectionism is a huge thing that we cover on this podcast I'm curious to know if yeah. that's something that you've um experienced or struggled with at all and if so like how you've overcome it yeah for me um I'm definitely the kind of person who will just like sit on things and read them like a thousand times and like overanalyze it and, and need it to be perfect like from the get-go but I've realized over time that like when you just sit on things nothing happens and and you don't you don't grow nothing moves forward like you said earlier people overtake you um while you're kind of sitting and questioning and over analyzing um you could just kind of put it out there and, and refine and for me I'm someone who's very much like a I'll have the idea and I'll kind of put it all together and then I'll just sit on it and I won't do anything and I won't it's been like a, a self-sabotaging behavior that I've had for a long time that I've just called myself out on and it's like you you can fail and I, when I say fail I mean like a first attempt at learning like you it is okay to kind of put something out there and it doesn't work and then be like okay so like how do I tweak this instead of being like not scrap it like this is a reflection of who I am and I'm the worst and I I'm, I suck which I've gone through so much it's more about just like trying to get that emotion out of it and looking at it objectively and being like okay like this didn't work out perfectly the first time but how can I refine now and continue to refine and how do I you know look at it on a long-term scale rather than focusing on what you're doing right now and trying to get it absolutely perfect it's like let's get it out there let's see what happens and being open to tweaking and, and growing as you go yeah sometimes you need to get that feedback in order to tweak yeah. like people might see yeah. something that you you know the need might be different or they might see something yeah. that you hadn't even noticed like it's so yeah. subjective and we get too like caught up like we can't we can't actually see beyond what's right in front of us. So yes. I think it's super helpful to just, just get it out there and, and fine tune later. Um, yeah, well, it's like, you know, you like, you can literally sit on something and hope and pray that it'll be perfect, but you'll never know until you put it out there and you actually like get that response back. So it's almost like it's probably never going to be perfect until you kind of get that feedback too <laughs> yeah exactly and perfect doesn't exist but you know you might get it as close to perfect based on the feedback based on what your um target client or customer actually wants um yes. otherwise you kind of just it's kind of just guessing games and yeah. you've interviewed loads of like inspiring and successful women um on your yeah. show what are some of the biggest things that you've learned from them 
Yeah, for me, I think it's, it's so interesting because it was always about like how to be successful. Like that's kind of where it started. And I want to like interview these people who I deem to be successful. But what I've kind of learned along the way is like success isn't necessarily about like the money or the material things or, you know, kind of living a certain lifestyle. It's about how you feel on the inside. And I know that sounds so lame. Like I can literally like hear how lame it sounds, but it's the truth. It's about waking up every day and just like genuinely being excited and happy and keen to kind of work and and your work is like an extension of who you are and it doesn't feel um like there's massive resistance in your life well but i feel like every time you reach a goal in business or in life you kind of want the next thing anyway so it's more about how you feel on the inside every single day no matter what you're kind of doing whether it's career or relationships or life in general um i think the biggest lesson that all of these like inspirational women have taught me is is how how do you feel every day like check in with yourself and and make sure that you are actually happy in what you're doing because if you are then like nothing else really matters those external factors don't matter because you feel you feel content within yourself Yeah, so true. I'm a huge believer that like how you spend your days is how you spend your life. Like if you're constantly just thinking about what's next, you're not, and not actually focusing on how you feel every day. Like it's how you feel every day that makes a good life. Essentially, it's not the accomplishments along the way. And what does being your real self look like to you? What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think like, I think it kind of, you know, stems off what I was just saying before, but it's just about being happy, being present, um, being authentic and just being you, being vulnerable and owning it. What is the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone like a younger girl who wants to sort of emulate a career Mm -hmm. like yours? Yeah. What's the biggest piece of advice you would give her? Oh, that's a big one. You know what? I think it would be start, start like a long form piece of content, whether it's a blog, um, whether it's a podcast, whether it's YouTube and just start talking about what interests you and start interviewing people that are kind of in that space or people that you look up to and just have no expectations rather other than just learning and, you know, kind of delving into that space and you can you literally from there can build communities. Um, you can make connections and then eventually you can ultimately turn that into a business. I think a lot of people think, Oh, like tomorrow I'm just going to, I'm just going to wake up and I'll start an Instagram page and like, I'll, I'll make money. Right. But there's, there's so much that goes on in between obviously deciding that you want to be in business and then, you know, actually making a living from it. And I think the best thing that I ever did with the real her project was build a brand and build community and kind of go through the awkwardness and just like take them on the journey with me. Because now when I feel like I am in, I'm in the space to kind of sell something or, you know, monetize it, they trust you. They know they like, they love you. Um, and, and there's less kind of awkward selling that goes on as well. And, and I really do think that that's probably the best place to start. And that's what I tell everyone that kind of wants to do this as well. Just start with, start with a long form piece of content and kind of work those kinks out, work out that perfectionism, um, you know, get all of that stuff out there and then build a brand um, and you can take that anywhere. And, and that's really, you know, what 
you know, what working online is all about. Yeah, that's such solid advice. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's next for you? What's on the horizon for the future? Oh, yeah. So I am, I've written out a course, um, basically a 10 module course on how to go from being a full-time employee to kind of building out that brand. Like I was just telling you before, it's called employee to entrepreneur, um, which is very exciting. But the biggest thing is I have to like video record it all. And you've all just heard about my time. Um, So it's just about finding the time to kind of get those videos recorded and out to the world. Um, And then that'll kind of be what's next for the real her project so that I can um, find a bit of balance work-life balance moving forward and and still serve and show up the way I want to for my audience um, but also have the energy for my other business as well so yeah it's an exciting time it's it's such a cool time to kind of be alive and we get the opportunity to kind of create courses online and and, um, teach online and build businesses online I just feel I feel really grateful for that opportunity yeah, the potential is limitless. Like we are super yeah. lucky and especially yeah. now, obviously online courses are, are huge. So I'm super excited to see what yours looks like. Um, and where can everyone find you and the Real Her Project? I pretty much just send everyone to Instagram. It's just at the Real Her Project because everything stems out from there. Like you can find my website you can find the podcast. Um, you can learn a little bit more about Employee to Entrepreneur. We can DM there. Um, that's probably like the main hub for me. Um, yeah, if you want to come and say hi and I'd love to hear if you enjoyed this episode and, um, yeah, what you learned from it, that'd be cool. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll pop those links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Casey. I've loved chatting to you and thank you so much for sharing your journey and your experience and your takeaway tips. I feel like anyone listening to this at home is going to be super inspired and I am as well. Oh, thank you. And thank you once again for having me. I love everything that you do, Emma. You're awesome. So are you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Girl in Progress podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a review. You can also check us out over on agirlinprogress.com, the online destination for women working on themselves for themselves. Or get social with us on Instagram at underscore girl in progress. Can't wait to see you there.